Last week, last weekend, was an amazing time. Friday in our worship, and then Sunday our services. Outstanding. I want to proclaim for the 17 people that received Jesus Christ as their Savior, avail yourself, amen, avail yourself to the Word of God. We're going to continue today in (laughs) the message, Your Mess in God's Miracle. We'll conclude it and then jump right back into the series that we were doing. But before we do that and you turn or click to John chapter 9, I just want to brag on our staff and the leaders of our church. I want to particularly brag on uh, Pastor Dan. And um, last Friday morning, I was driving to an event, and I received a phone call from Pat Rubottom. And Pat telling me what has taken place, and I said, Pat, I'm, I'm turning around, and I'm heading your way. And, you know, no event is more important than people. And she says, oh, no, 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 that's okay. And I said, Pat, please, you know, be praying about this, and, and you need to get Pastor Nolan to the hospital and said that he's resting well. I said, okay, well, um, I prayed for her. I pulled over, I prayed for her, hung up, and then I called Pastor Dan. I said, Pastor Dan, um, the situation had arisen, and um, I want you to understand that um, we had a staff retreat quite a few years ago, and what the Lord uh, did, actually my wife, uh, knew my gifting and anointing and call and said, Gary, um, why don't you really pray and just really begin to see um, who the staff relate to in the Bible? And the Lord just instantly just gave me all the people for all the staff that was at the meeting. Gave some words, prophetic words and everything, and, and I'm going to tell on Pastor Dan Um, the Lord gave me Titus in the Bible. Now, Titus in the Bible um, is the guy that would uh, submit to the Holy Spirit and submit to the leadership and then go and fix the problem. And sometimes when you see that gifting, uh, people that don't understand, they think it's, maybe caustic at times or different things. And Pastor Dan is not, but he's very straightforward in the gift that he has. So he called um, Pat and then basically fixed the problem. And immediately Pat called 911. Nolan was taken to the hospital. The medicine was given. And we're seeing the result of the medicine, but also the result of prayer. And I want you to recognize that in many areas through the years, um, Dan has been here how many years? 36 years. I know you said that earlier, but I'm 65. I didn't remember what you said. 
<laughs> and he, uh, I've known him all that time because I was here before that. I have seen God do the miraculous because he was obedient to what his gift is. I've seen when he wasn't available and his gifting wasn't there and it took longer or it did not happen because his gift wasn't there. That's the trust I have in that area of anointing that Pastor Dan has. And so I'm saying that because I believe that what God is doing, he's expanding every one of us. Every one of us are moving into a greater revelation understanding of our gift sets, our skills, our anointing, and our calls. And so scripture says that we are to receive with gladness that anointing. So I want to ask you, as I have, I want to ask you, that you would receive that anointing, that gift that Pastor Dan has by an applause. Can you do that? Thank you. I asked you to turn to John chapter 9 or click your tablets there, but I want to read to you uh, the scripture out of Isaiah that we concluded uh, last week. Isaiah 43, verse 19, out of the New Living Translation, says, For I'm about to do something new. See? I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So now let's go back to the story that we talked about last week of this gentleman here in John chapter 9, verse 1, says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who has been blind from birth. Verse 6, then he spit, Jesus spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and I'm going to explain this to you today. Because this is when you read it, that's gross, man. That's just a guy, you know. And spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Again, Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. What we're talking about is there's a process that we go through until the miracle manifests it manifest itself. The process you are going through is temporary. The process is always temporary, and the promise of God is always permanent. It is yea and amen. Last week, we discussed how can a miracle emerge out of our messes, and the first biblical revelation or revealed truth of this process that we go through of a mess that turns into the miracle is we need to learn how to open your eyes, our eyes, to what you have never seen before. Remember that last week? Our God is a God of new things. God is always a God of new things. 
God is doing new things. Matter of fact, in Scripture, you hear me as your pastor talk a lot about seasons. We are in a season. God uses seasons. He uses that in our spiritual, emotional uh, life. And we also need to understand that he created that in our world. In creation, we have seasons. I grew up in Michigan where you had the four seasons. And this year, we have had a tendency to have a California four seasons. We really had a good winter. And we have to understand that, that there are times that there are seasons in our life, and that season is a process, but it's temporary. So we must change the way we think of miracles. Everybody wants a miracle that God's just going to do something, but we're going to learn today there are things that we need to think, things that we need to do in the process, which is temporary, to receive and open the door for the miraculous that God has already planned for us. See, it's not, you know, miracles aren't where God says, oh, something needs to be done. Jesus said, Jesus, what do I need to do? Well, let's ask the Holy Spirit. Maybe we need, no, it is already done. There's no discussion. God wants his word to manifest, and you and I need to understand that in life, we are at times in a season or a process that brings us to the miracle, but in many cases, because we don't know it, we don't change the way we think, we never get to the miracle. So how do we do this? We need to stop focusing. Remember this statement I made to you. We need to stop focusing all of our time attempting to get back what we lost in life. We must focus much of our time asking God to give us what we never had in the first place. Remember, this guy was blind from birth. He never had seen physically before. So he got something new. Something wasn't restored like most stories are. He saw something new. God is not interested in renovating your past. Sometimes I get a little frustrated, not with this church, but with church. When I was a supervisor overseeing seeing, uh, over 100 churches, 170-some churches, and the struggle that I had is everybody wanted to go back to the past and fix the past. Because I want you to understand, in your past, you had miracles and you had problems, I want to live out the miracle to my future and forget about the problem in the past, amen? Forgetting those things which are behind and press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. So God is not interested in renovating your past. He wants to restore and give you more. And I'm a poet and didn't know it. Sorry, that's where my mind goes at times. He wants to give you things you never had before. And in doing so, he releases you to your future. How many of you know everything about your future? He's got to give you things so you can attain that future. 
And if you're always looking back to the past and what was old, you're never going to attain your future. This story is giving us, and you say, Pastor, where do you get all that? Well, it's all through the Word. We're going to show it to you. And we have to understand that God is doing something, a breakthrough, and it's been prophesied so beautifully by Sister Mila, this breakthrough decade, and this is a breakthrough year. God has already shown up. He is doing things. Matter of fact, he is showing off now. God is showing off, but we need to look to see it in a big way. We need to change our focus and begin to look and see what God is doing. He's showing off. I am laughing at times watching what God is doing. Here is the second revealed truth about the process of your mess becoming a miracle, the second one. We need to open our eyes to God's Spirit. Not only open our eyes to things new, we need to open our eyes to God's Spirit. John 9, 6 says, Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. What a process that is. <laughs> Who does that today? We don't do that today. Why? Because a lawyer would be calling our office. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes the process you are in seems to be messy and seems to be very complicated and you don't get why. How many of you ever just, oh, I know why it's all happening in my life. Oh, I know what. Sometimes God will reveal things. But there are times that things are happening in the spirit realm that is producing things in your emotional life and you don't know why. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I going through this? God, where are you? How come you're not doing anything? <laughs> He's already done it. But we need to see something here. We need to see God's Spirit in this situation. The God of the outcome is the same God of the process. The God of the miracle is the same God that's with you in the mess. And we need to recognize he does not change. The process is temporary, but the promise is permanent again. Do not make the temporary permanent. I want to say that again. Do not make the temporary permanent. When we have emotional struggles, what are we doing? We are looking at the problem, the mess, as something permanent that is not going to change. But I want to tell you, with God and the kingdom of God, the process is always temporary. Don't make it permanent. And do not make the promise or the process the promise. I'll say that again because I misspoke. Do not make the process the promise. Well, you know, God knows better. And I guess he's just going to allow this to happen in my life. And this is the way it's always going to be. Praise the Lord. 
kind of joy is that? We're really giving up. Because we've made the process, which is temporary, permanent. That's God's will. No, it's not. The promise is perfect. Do not confuse what you're going through to where you're going to. Do not think about what you're going through in the process is that's what God is trying to do in me and through me. So the question is, here it is, we're talking about the Spirit. Open our eyes to the Holy Spirit, to what the Spirit is saying. Why the spit? I mean, Jesus just spoke. People were healed. Jesus laid hands, they were healed. Now he goes to this guy and he spits. I know because he was blind, he didn't see me do it. Right? Right? Okay. I mean, no. Here's another question. All right. Kind of gross, maybe because I'm a guy and this is the way I think. First question, why the spit? Second question, what's in the spit? And most of you who are involved in medical, germs. Well, but let me tell you, DNA. Now, we all know about DNA today. Back then, they didn't know about DNA. In the spit, literally speaking, the DNA of Jesus was embedded in the spit. Now, we're talking about see the Holy Spirit. Are you beginning to connect this a little bit? Let me give you some more here. Jesus took his DNA mixed it with the dirt, remember that, mixed the dirt, and made mud and placed it on the man's eyes. So in truth, with that statement that I told you, Jesus transferred his DNA to the blind guy. Saying this, with your DNA, you cannot see. With my DNA, you will see my glory. Jesus is saying, with your DNA, you are a victim. With my DNA, you are more than a conqueror. Jesus is saying, with your DNA, you have trauma. With my DNA, you have a testimony. Jesus is saying, with your DNA, you are limited. With my DNA, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Jesus is saying, with your DNA, you will make excuses. Oops. With Christ's DNA, you will make history. God's got a testimony for you that is so huge, but many people will die physically and go to their grave without reaching their destiny because they didn't change their thinking. They didn't open up their heart to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the DNA of God. That we would move and allow ourselves 
to move into this realm and understanding that there's something greater. 2,000 years ago, Christ died, was buried, and resurrected. He not only transferred his spit, he gave us his spirit. And when you have become born again, those 17 that received Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit was transferred into you, and now the DNA of God lives inside you. This is why we can go through our messes with joy, because we know that we have victory in Jesus. That's what Easter's all about. We have the Holy Spirit. Jesus transferred the Holy Spirit. Now, in the story of the blind man with his spit, he saw what he never saw before. So here's something else I want to share with you. You're all going to have to, that's my southern wife's talk, you're all going to have to really just watch this again so you can write all these notes. But imagine with me the spirit of God inside you. Because of that, now the DNA of God inside with you and you change your thinking, imagine what you can see. This year, breakthrough year, will not be defined by depression, will not be defined by anxiety, fear, confusion, addiction, bondage, or trauma. 2023 will be defined for you and your world, your family, by the Spirit of the living God. What He says, what He shows you, what you see through what the Spirit of God is saying. And I'm prophetically speaking to you with great honor to uh, the prophetess that we have that loves our church and is absolutely, you know, Dr. Mila and Dr. Rolando. And I want you to understand is as we move into this area, we are a collective church and we need to begin, as we talked about in the series that we're going to continue next week, of changing the culture and allowing ourselves to understand we are a bunch of heroes and sheroes in the kingdom of God. Male and female, you have an ability and a destiny to be a hero for somebody. You are the one that can do this. But because we're always going back and we're not seeing what God is seeing or what God is saying, we're staying and a lot of times in our personal lives and sometimes collectively as a church in the same rut. And we're wondering why our children, our children's children are not getting born again. It's because we're not seeing what God has seen. And I'm challenging you today to open your eyes. Let me remind you, the Spirit of God is not an app either. I didn't say nap, I said app. <laughs> so stop swiping in your life. Amen? Yeah. Mm, that didn't work. Mm, that didn't work. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Larger. Smaller. The Holy Spirit is not a denomination either. We're four square. I love it. It's not a network. It's not an emotion. And it's not an experience. 
The Holy Spirit is the most powerful person on planet Earth. Acts 1.8 says, where the Spirit is there is power. We're talking about the process, going through the process. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And liberty just doesn't mean you're just free. Liberty means you have liberty to walk in kingdom reality. Ephesians 5.18 says, be filled with the Spirit. 1 John 2.27 says, we are defined by the Holy Spirit. Stop allowing the world to define you. We are defined by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.11 says, the same identical Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Whatever is dead can be raised from the dead in you, in your life, in your home. Because you have the DNA of God in you. Hmm. Okay, what camera is on? Thank you. I want you to do a real close shot on me, okay? Thank you. During COVID, everything was locked down in California that was deemed non-essential. Churches were deemed non-essential. We couldn't meet for a season in California. Then the leadership of California, code word the governor, I didn't mention any names, Bless your pee-picking heart. The governor also made a proclamation and an executive decree. You were not allowed in your home to have any expression of worship, praise, singing, gatherings, prayers, or chanting. And he actually signed that decree telling my family, don't you worship. And everybody that's watching me online, everybody in here, never before in the history of our country we were told no religious freedom. Got that tight shot? I want to make clear. There is not an executive order a Supreme Court decision, a legislative initiative, or a social media campaign, or a TV news program that will never stop the Holy Spirit from moving in my home. Amen. Okay, don't show my pimples or anything. You can go back now. There is no demon in hell that can stop the Holy Spirit. No man or woman. Zechariah 4.6 says, 
not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The Holy Spirit is still moving in America. And Acts chapter 2 is happening now. In the latter days, the Holy Spirit is moving. And we are moving with it, church. You need to invite every friend you have, every family member you have, because God is moving at Valley Community Church. If there's sickness and disease in your body or someone you know, bring them to church. They will be healed because the power of God is moving. We're going to teach them how to walk through the process. To be able to stand in faith in the midst of the process that you are facing. So the truth, during this breakthrough decade, my eyes are open to see the divine Holy Spirit filling my world in Jesus' name. And I will see what God sees, not what man is trying to tell me. So, again, the process is our mess. Open your eyes to what you have never seen before. Second, open your eyes to the Holy Spirit. And then here's the third. (laughs) Open your eyes to God's original design. Open your eyes to God's original design. Jesus just doesn't spit, but he spits on the ground and he makes clay. Well, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, God is going to the beginning and and it says here, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Okay, watch this. I know, that's gross. Dust of the ground. Reaches down, mixes it up, mud. Plaster on the eyes. Jesus was going back to the beginning of creation. You know what Jesus was saying? He wasn't restoring something that was lost. He wasn't fixing a problem. He was saying, what you have is not the original design. And he went back to the original design, threw mud on his eyes, and said, now you go wash yourself. Okay, watch, watch, watch. So God is turning back to the original design of man and humanity in order to align the original with the now. In order to align the original with the now. We have to change our thinking. Well, you know, things are changing in our world. No, no, original design. In the kingdom of God, God didn't make a mistake. God is not the problem. He went back to the original design. What we design for mankind is, amen, yes, 100% right. And when we get in our world, in our stuff, in our messes, our mind, our thinking gets all messed up. And we start thinking, well, what's God trying to do? He ain't doing nothing except wanting you to think of going back to the original, original design and saying what's happening right now is wrong. This is not God's will. This is God's will right here, the Word of God. 
Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Psalm 139, verse 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. So here's the question. What do we need to see? God has a design and a plan for you and your world. And it hasn't changed. God has a plan for your now and the next. In God's original plan, you are not blind, you are not an an addict, you're not an alcoholic, and you're not broken, and you're not filled with anxiety. You are not cursed. In God's original plan, there is no white church, black church, yellow church, brown church. No matter what the blogs are trying to tell you, the news says we are not racist. There is only one church. It is the church of Jesus Christ. And in that church, it's where the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. So we have victory because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What happened in Adam's sin uh, was given to us when we were born, but when we came born again, that sin has no hold us anymore. And we can go back to the original design, original plan of God, and we can move in that power. In this mess we are in, you must give Jesus access to your dirt. Hello. In this mess, you must give Jesus access to your dirt. That's why we come to church. There he grants you access to your destiny. First John 1, 9. Confess your sin before God and all that will be forgiven. It's talking to Christians. In God's original plan, design, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Not maybe, not sometime. One day, one day I'll get there. One day I'll grow up and get there. No, in God's original design, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. But you're in a process because of wrong decisions, because of stuff, because of things going on, because of what other people did to you. And you're in a mess. And what you need to understand, in the process, which is the mess, you begin to see things properly. With all the deception and the mess and abuse in Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are who Jesus says you are. Brand new, born again, walking in the newness. The, what's the newness? The original design of God. Going back to Genesis. 
That's where we're at. That when we walk in that and we begin to live our lives that way, we will begin to go through these processes with joy. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because someone has abused you. No, that's not what it's saying. Be of good cheer because you know your thinking has changed and you see correctly. That's what the resurrection's all about. So listen very carefully. With all the deception and the mess and abuse, Jesus gives you victory. It's not about where you are in life now. It's about who you are in Christ. Well, if I get that promotion, I'll be able... No, you're already there. Spiritual blessings. Well, if I, if I hadn't have done this or I had... No, 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 wait, wait, no. The blood of Jesus Christ stopped demeaning Christ. Stop demeaning the Creator. You need to begin to see these things. Your identity in Christ will bring an end to your captivity in life. Here's the major focus that I'm, I'm trying to tell you is that in the middle of your messes, you see your identity in Christ, you will get to that miracle. But that miracle happens because you do something about it. The miracle happens, God's already done it. God's already done everything. He's already set things in order. But we have to see, we need to think differently and begin to walk in this life. And let me tell you, you're in the middle of your mess. Oh, I got this message from Pastor Gary. Oh, it's awesome. By the way, this is a great message you need to listen to over and over. And you go up to someone and say, I'm changed. I mean, you've struggled with drugs, you struggle with this, you struggle with that, you struggle with that, struggle with this, struggle with that. They've watched your life for 25, 30 years, 15 years, 10 years. Struggle, 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 struggle. And then all of a sudden you go up to them and say, I have heard a sermon and I'm this. And they're going to look at you and say, you're an idiot. <laughs> so don't go tell them that. Tell yourself that. You don't believe it because you're able to tell someone about it. You believe it because you believe it. Amen? And then it comes to a place where your life, the miracle begins to manifest and your life changes. And then those people, what happened to you? And then you can tell them about the process. Amen? But guess what? You can come in here right here, and you struggle with drugs, struggle with this, struggle with that, struggle with this, struggle with that. You got good, then you blew it, and you got good, and you blew it, and you got good, and you blew it, mess, 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 mess. Process, process, process. Uh, crying, crying, all the different things. And you still come in here, and you can say, you know what? I have victory in Jesus. And everybody around here will say, amen. Because we believe not in what you've done, the process, we believe in what God said because we see it too. 
That's why church is so important. That's why through all the years, a lot of people say, Pastor, we just need to give a lot of testimonies. No, we don't. No, we don't. Uh Uh-uh, no. We need to allow God in the miraculous to give the testimony. And then when we gather, see, a lot of you went, what? Because there are a lot of people in here, maybe you're visiting right now. I see a few people visiting. And maybe you're just hearing this and go, whoa, this is something new. But you know the person over here, you know they, you meet them at the bars all the time. But they're Christian. And, then you're, and they give a testimony. You go, yeah, I know what he really is. Okay? See, see that's, that's the problem with the, the church today is we always want to talk about it and not see it or think it. We just want to say it, say it, say it, say it. And I, I get testimony because the Scripture says that. And last week I told you about testimony. But we have to get to the place where we see it, we think it, and then the miraculous, we live it. Amen. All right, I know I'm shaving off that stuff. You all look at me like, what? (laughs) So your identity in Christ will bring an end to your captivity in life. Because you're being held captive if you're not seeing the right things in the process. You're moving, you're, you're willing, you're in church, you're faithful, you're all that, but you're still in your mess, but you're thinking wrong of the mess. So your identity in Christ will bring an end to your captivity in life. Then your children will inherit your blessings, not your sin. Jesus said to him, walk and cleanse yourself. Jesus didn't take him by the hand and lead him there. Jesus stated, you now have everything you need, now you wash yourself. What was everything that he needed? He had the DNA of God. There are some things we need to do ourselves. So please know, we have to walk with our mess. That's why People have come to me at times and says, Pastor, you're always so patient with me. No, I'm walking in my messes. Amen. I know it's a surprise. I'm not perfect. Some of you that know me say, Amen, Pastor, we know that. See, the mud on the eyes, in the process, God wants to blind you from your past. The mud. And open your eyes to what's next or new. Take your eyes off the mess and open your eyes to today and tomorrow's promises. Focus on those promises. Sometimes you have to walk through to get to your miracle. How come God's not doing it? He's already done it. Where it is, is in the process, we're not seeing it. Amen. But God, you're not fixing my problem. I came to you for five seconds the other day. 
and asked and begged. You're not doing it. Yeah, I am. I've already set up your destiny. It's already in line. But you're going through your mess and you need to see right. You need to know you have my DNA. You have the ability and the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead in you to do it. That's truth. Amen. Amen. Well, let's all stand. I want to just switch over because now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm ministering and then I'm going to finish with a, with a scripture. The battle is between your mind and your mess. If you're here and you're not born again, the Bible says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be born again. Watch this. Born again means your spirit is brand new. You need to see it. Now the battle is this mind. The Bible talks about renewing your mind to the promise, the word. That's your battle. And, and you know, I, I could have just prayed for you, but I want you to recognize you're going to leave here and some of you are going to say, you know what? That message was really good, but that one thing the pastor said, I don't know if I agree with that. The devil's got you. Not because you disagree with me, because your brain is still thinking the same. You're, not, you're looking for the past to be fixed instead of looking for what God has planned for you. Amen? Okay, just a couple more things. The battle is between the thoughts in your head and the calling in your life. That's why, even if Pastor Dan doesn't agree with me, he has a Titus spirit. I know that with all my heart. And I've watched it for years. And some people, because it's Titus, and he did it in the Bible, some people might not like it. But I tell you what, I've seen miracle after miracle because of his obedience to his call. The battle is between anxiety and your anointing. Anointing? What's that? Well, hang with me. We'll teach on that real soon. It's between your memories and your imagination. Some of you can't even imagine anymore because you're only, watch this, imagining the past to be over. You need to imagine what God said. But how many of you know in Scripture it tells us the battle has already been won through Jesus Christ? Amen. Let me read this to you, and I'm going to pray for you. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This whole week, the 
This whole week, my wife's been eating on the bunny cake that she made for Easter. Kids decorated it. You should see it. The ears, inside of the ears, and the inside of the body are all eaten out. Poor rabbit. How many of you know Easter is about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And because of that resurrection, that same power that raised him from the dead raises your life. Father, thank you for the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that rules Valley Community Church, our homes, everything we put our hands to. In Jesus' name, Lord, I just come against the enemy, whether it is spirit or physical, and the words that have been said, in Jesus' name, I bind them up. Matter of fact, I dispel them in Jesus' name. My home is a home of worship. My home is a proclamation that Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives. And I thank you, Lord, that everywhere I go, yes, I live out that testimony because I see and think differently. And I am expecting the new to transform my life and everybody I touch. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord an applause, all right? Amen. Ladies, don't forget to sign up. And gentlemen, you also can help across the way with the children's ministry. God bless you. Have a great, great day.